as of right now, who do you think is a leading player for MVP? Oh, shit. Who's number two and who's number three? Well, number one is, in my opinion, JoJo. I feel like Joel Embiid is um, the number one candidate for MVP right now. Of course, I mean, of course, um, Jokic, the Joker, is number two. And number three, I honestly don't know, to be honest. I don't know who's the third best player. Or not not best player, because the MVP isn't technically the best player. But I don't know, like, who who is the third MVP? I know a lot of people were throwing at Jason Tatum. I feel like no, but if I had to choose, I'd probably say Giannis. So, yeah, my list would be JoJo. The Joker and Giannis for top three. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Giannis. For number one? For number one, because I was thinking about this, right? I was hearing so much stuff around the MVP conversation, and um, I saw a tweet that went out where Kevin Durant actually responded to a fan, where, or I don't know if it was a fan or a famous person, and it went along the lines of uh, uh, hate how um, people break a player down to elevate another player uh, in terms of the MVP conversation. <clears throat> and then based on their playoff performances from both players, they'll tear both of them down. Um, and KD responded to that and he was like facts or whatever. And it had me thinking, I was like, they, those three players that you just mentioned, they're all like, you can choose Nick and pick like anything you want from. And they're all like, honestly deserving to be MVPs. They're all having like an amazing season. But what did it for me for Giannis is the Denver Nuggets, relatively speaking, have been healthy. So have the Sixers, except for Tyrese Maxey, of course. And Giannis, for the longest, went out, went without Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is still getting his flow into the game. And Drew Holiday in and out of the lineup, too. And I feel like Giannis just has had to do so much. And for them to pass Boston and have the best record in the East... And in the league, I kind I think that holds like a lot of weight for Giannis. And though I feel like most people ain't talking about him because of voters' fatigue and Jokic. And I mean, JoJo deserves it too, bro. Because JoJo, like, I mean, I'm rooting for the Sixers hardcore, but just to be fair, I, I have to give it to Giannis, like, to be as fair as possible. Because I know Joel wants the MVP. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mainly a lot of people don't consider Giannis number one. In my opinion, it will be because of the players around him. Mm-hmm. You look at Jokic, who are the four players around him? Look at Joel Embiid, who are the four players around him? And look at Giannis, who, is, who are the four players around him? And you can even look at Jason Tatum. <clears throat> he literally has a player that's like one point, one assist, and one rebound away from averaging what he averages, and that's Jalen Brown. Yeah. So that kind of, in my opinion, knocks him out immediately for MVP. You got someone who, if it was in your position, getting all the possessions that you do, he could be as good or or better than you. So that's – but Jason Tatum is performing well this, this year. But in comparisons, in comparison to Giannis, Jokic, and Joel Embiid, I just don't see him being in discussion for top three. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe Giannis is similar to Jason Tatum. His, he has good teammates. He has Brooke Lopez. 
He has Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. We know these players can perform. So it's not like he's performing with, let's say, Aaron Gordon, he's not the same player as he used to be. He's not as explosive due to injuries. Jamal Murray, I don't know what happened. He was he was like rising. I mean, he's he, been quiet. But he That's do, the thing. He's been playing good though. No, 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 no. He's, under the he's radar, not though. bad, but he's he has in the past years. You would think he would continue to improve just gradually, not dramatically, just gradually. Yeah, he. I remember him dropping like forty points. I mean, the fifty points as well. And this year, I haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, he's had but good he, games, but he's been quiet for I, yeah. the most part. I, I looked into it, and you want to know what player that he has. Almost identical stats to. Take a guess. Jamal Murray. When you think of Jamal, they play kind of like same position. Think about it. I don't know. Bradley Beal or something? Jalen Brunson. They Jaylen have Brunson? similar numbers all across the board. Efficiency, touches, uh, points per game. I saw. I looked into it because I remember they were going against the Nuggets, the Knicks, and I was just like, I thought to myself, who's better, Jalen Brunson or Jamal Murray? So I watched a little bit of both of their like past plays, and then I looked at their stats, and I was like, damn, they're damn near identical. But Jamal Murray's has just been quieter. You haven't really heard from him. But he's been performing. So, I mean, I, I mean, think Denver does have formidable players around them. Yeah, they you got to look at the team as well because Denver Nuggets have a better team in general. Than the Bucks. No, then the Knicks. I mean, uh, I'm comparing to um, oh, okay, Jamal Murray and Jalen Brunson, right? Mm-hmm. So Jalen Brunson is the – Pretty much, the, I would say the second best player on the team. It's the same as Jamal Murray. Yeah. But the team in general, like their role players, and from start to finish, the Denver Knicks have a better team. So than I feel like, yeah, than the okay. Knicks. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I was just doing like, I was just comparing them two because I was just, they were going at it. So I was like, man. Like, nah, Jalen Bruce. Nah, Brunson is hooping. He's, so, he, he, yeah. he's hooping. He's solid. That's a good comparison. But is that an action truck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one in years. <laughs> Not for real though, but nah, those two players are. Yeah, they, I would say they they are similar to be honest because they really aren't playmakers. They just get their own shot, and they they just hoop. You know, they get to their spot and do what they kind of want. You know, on offense and their defense is kind of so par. So yeah, they're they're very similar in a way. I do think Jalen Brunson has an edge on him a little bit, a good bit in playmaking. But I think that's because also the system he's in. He's the, he is the ball handler in New York, and yeah, of course, Jokic, Jamal Murray gets the luxury of playing more off ball, with Jokic being the hub. But other than that, yeah, they're, they're real similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sorry, bro. I interrupted what you were saying, bro. So <laughs> my fault, bro. My fault. When you just look at the cast that surrounds the player that's running for MVP. Between the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the 76ers, what team has the best surrounded players? I'll, in my opinion, I'll probably say Celtics. Because you have Jalen Brown as oh, a said, support. You said Celtics, Nuggets, and. The four players that surround <clears throat> the MVP player. You're the about, quote unquote. You're talking MVP. about Jokic, Embiid, yeah. Giannis, and Tatum? Mm. All four of them? Yeah, when who has you look the best at team around them? Who has the te- best team around them? I would say the Celtics. And then after him, after them, probably the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are stacked. They're, they're stacked too, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. But Middleton like, hasn't been healthy, though. That's the, and that's the and big, biggest thing. Exactly. So, he hasn't been 100%, but look what they're at. Yeah. Because Giannis has been doing more. Still. So that should elevate his you MVP can't think, case. You can't think that it's all on him. 
Brooke Lopez has, has been stepping up. Drew Grayson, Holiday has been stepping Grayson up. Grayson Allen has been playing. Bobby well as Portis, well. he's he's been stepping up. Even Javon Carter, he's been, he's oh, Javon Carter been hooping. Yeah, he's been hooping both ends. Yeah, I think the thing about the books is, well, the books and the Celtics both have had some sort of like consistency, right? They've had, they're used to playing without their like a player or whatever. I feel like they've been the most healthy not only for this year but for the past couple of years. Look at the books. They their lineup hasn't pretty much changed. They still have their same core from years. Like they they haven't had like a major change. And same with the Celtics as well. They haven't had like really a major change. And I feel like that's a good thing because just look at how well they are performing, right? They're they're just so used to each other and their team is just so well rounded that I feel like they're in a good position because of that compared to, I don't know, like the San Francisco's. Now, of course, they had James Harden. He's been with them. But there's like a, a recent change that they had to kind of adapt to. But for the most part, the Celtics and Bucks have had their same core. And that's what dif- differentiates them from the rest of the teams. But I think the 76ers have – I feel like the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Celtics – Top to bottom, they're all very strong teams. You can't find many weaknesses in any of those rosters. The Nuggets probably, Jokic probably has the worst surrounding like players but out of all four of those. But it'll probably be between say. Denver and Philadelphia more than uh, less. And it's not to say they're horrible. It really? is in comparison between those four groups. So someone's going to be the best and someone's going to be the worst. And that's not to say you're the worst and you're just trash. Like, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, out of those four, I was probably to say that Denver Nuggets are at the bottom because they, they have Jokic. I'm kind of leaning towards Philadelphia a little bit. Yeah, Philly's out there too. Well, between those two, it's definitely between those two for yeah. sure. Cause, but, like, the, um, the Nuggets, they have Jokic, they have Jamal Murray, and the third best player is who? Mike Porter George or Mike Porter Jr. Maybe. And who, them threes. yeah. Besides that, like we got Aaron Gordon. He's all right. I mean Bruce Brown. He's all right. KCP. He's all right. So they have like solid players, but nothing too special in a way. And before there, it's just kind of like okay players. And Philly has Embiid. You have Harden. You have Maxi, of course. Then you also have DeAnthony Melton. P.J. Tucker has been struggling to shoot the ball for whatever reasons, but he still gets a bunch of minutes and, like, three shots attempts. So that's telling me that he's out there to be a defender. Mm-hmm. And not only do they have P.J. Tucker, but they also have Melton, who's a really good defender. They still got Tobias Harris, too. And Jaden McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels coming off the bench, who's also another great defender. Uh, I don't <coughs> know. I guess I'm just – I don't know if I'm just high on them. <laughs> But I see, I see them with the Celtics and the Bucks as like the most stacked team for some reason. I just see them. I mean, just just that's just looking at the players surrounding the MVP in question. Yeah, yeah. I see them as like one A, B, and C, and then I see the Nuggets as two. I can't. You can just pick and choose. You can throw me yeah. a dart and just. I think it's gonna be one. between Joel Embiid and Jokic this year. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, gonna sure, be between yeah. those two. Watch Giannis get it. What? What if Tatum gets it? Just uh, out of nowhere. There's no way Tatum can get it. Be like, hey, yo. <laughs> That's going to be some rigged shit right there. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was going to jump into something. What was I going to jump into? 
I heard you say something. I was going to jump into something. Speaking of rig, <laughs> what y'all think about uh, the, oh, first of all, the Dallas Mavericks. Boy, do they look like some hot shit right oh, now. Oh, God, I was going to say And so. you said that the Sacramento Kings will get their ass whooped by that team? <clears throat> all right. I want to hear an apology-ish. Nah. If these, if, if the Dallas Mavericks end up not making it even into the playing, bro, and Kyrie Irving is free to go and free agent. First of all, do you even see him staying with that damn team if they don't make the playing? <clears throat> he's leaving. He, he's Gone. leaving. Yeah, I feel Gone. like even if they want, he'll leave. That's the type of person he is, but you know. Uh, I think, I think if he made a good run, probably to the Western Conference Finals or even to the Finals, I think he would do. A one year or two year contract, you just get that money for a year or two. He, if it's a two year contract, he'll just do what he did now, demand a trade. But I don't see that team, bro. No, it's I, I, I don't know. I just see them. I see him leaving. Honestly, even if they somehow bounce back and slide into ten, that's still such an underachievement for what they wanted. They 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 at least would have had to take, get a six seed for it to be a success. Yeah, they've like, been falling off like bad. And that the whole organization is just, it seems like just in chaos. Lucas come out that he has personal issues going on outside the court, and I, I'm starting to not like Lucas, like his demeanor on the court. It's like he's always complaining to the refs. It gets annoying, like just seeing like after every drive, after every shot, he has to look at a ref. And I was listening to Zach the the Low Post podcast, and he has the worst transition defense in the league. And saying so, because how can you play defense when you're just bitching at the refs after nah, missing the call? Nah, Luka has zero defense. Like, it's bad, bro. Yeah. They had a lineup of, what do you say, a Kyrie Irving, uh, Jalen Hardy, who's been playing good. Gotta shout out Jalen Hardy. Jalen Hardy, Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans, you remember him? Mm-hmm. And Christian Wood. It's like, who are you? The defense and, and, and boards, like, what are they going to do yeah. with that type of lineup out there? What do you think about the Dallas Mavericks? Hmm. The question is, what do you think about Luka? Because I think when Kyrie leaves, Luka should leave. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you think he should get out? I mean, I, I mean, like, if you're thinking about it in Luka's perspective, yeah, should get the fuck out. But he's still young, though. You know, so just go go with someone that is already. You know, good, known to fill in the gaps for you. A good defender that can play off ball. That's someone who he, that's who he needs to be paired up with. Not not Kyrie Irving. Kyrie doesn't bring defense. I think they were just trying to swing and and hit something with 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 that trade and. Well, this is what they get. They ain't hitting. Sh- so I mean, if Luca wants to leave and just go shit literally anywhere else to. A team that has a player that can play off ball and also play good defense. I think that's what Luca might want to do. You still think that'd be a Sacramento in a first round series? This year? Whoop they ass? They're going to clap them cheeks. They're going <laughs> to clap them cheeks. <laughs> no. I don't know, man. They just lost. They lost to Charlotte twice. Twice. Without Terry Rozier in either game. And Kelly Oubre missed one of those games. No LaMelo. No LaMelo. Even like even Lamelo and Terry Rozier were on the squad, bro. You do not lose to the to the Charlotte Hornets. No, you don't. 
and then Mark Cuban wanted to protest um, that miscommunication they had because the announcer uh, said it was Mavericks ball, but it was really Golden State's ball, and they lined up to get the ball, and they ended up giving it to Golden State, and they scored an easy basket, and he wants to protest that. Um, I think that like, was valid, though. But he wants to protest the whole protest the whole game. No, not the whole game. Like, he wants they to redo the better. game. Like That's what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, did. I feel like they're costing the game, but no, protesting the whole game. But, but no. that happened in the third quarter, though. I mean, that makes a difference, though. Look how much they lost by. Two like, points. Every game, every you had a whole, matters. but you had a whole other quarter to <laughs> to fix to fix what you were doing. Okay, but if that would never happen, it would have went overtime. Yeah, because you had <clears> a whole quarter points. to fix it, but at the same time, there's still one position that you lost. So would you rather be? Well, well the game is tied up. That's one position you lost that position, and then it's exactly automatic loss. So every literally like every minute, every position matters. You know, there could be a swing play, it could be a fucking five point swing play that happens, or there could be a missed call that changes the the game. There could be you know what if it's a player gets fouled but they don't call it now. Lucas complaining, which he shouldn't do, but at the same time, what if he complains and the other team gets back on offense really quick and they get a quick two points and they lost by two points. So it's a lot that goes into it. Um. But like, I feel that's why that he shouldn't like want to. He shouldn't want to like overturn the whole game. No, there's no, a lot no, that goes into game. it. Yeah, not the whole game. That's what I'm saying. Like he shouldn't. I mean, to okay, complain about the call, or whatever. Call out the refs. Yeah, but to want to do the whole game over or overturn the loss, that's doing too much. Because there was a whole another quarter to it, and there was. If you're gonna you're gonna pick that play, which is because it's more blatant and it's it looks bad. You can just, I mean, teams that lose by one uh, one possession can just start nitpicking other plays in the fourth quarter and just be like, oh, that cost us the game. We want to overturn that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I mean, Mark Cuban was, and Luka just bitching too much. It was a miscommunication between the refs and, and the announcer. And the refs didn't go and just, you know, correct them, which, I mean, is kind of like kind of head-ass. Like, I understand not telling the Mavericks, hey, come over here. But you have to. But it's just kind of weird. He didn't like tell. He didn't correct it. No. But I mean, it is what it is. I guess. It is what it is. But the Mavericks look like shit. Uh, I was thinking about this while I was driving. Actually, uh, Memphis have been playing real good. I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. You me? Well, what did you think about their comeback win against? Who they played against? That was two weeks ago. God, that was a whole week ago. And my brain is starting. It was against the Mavericks, wasn't it? Yeah, it went against the Mavericks. It was just oh, Kyrie. Luka wasn't playing. Luka yeah, was it was against the Mavericks. There you go. But Sati Aldama had 18 and 10. I was going to ask y'all something along the line. Of who Who is Memphis's best like role player, bro? I feel like we have a lot of them. Role player? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ooh, the team is just it's, it's very well-rounded. I don't know. like As far as role player, Sati Aldama's up there. I mean... Ty Jones is up there as well. He's a role player, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know if Desmond Bain is considered a role player. I feel like he is, but at the same time, he's, he's what not. Do you, what do you define a role player in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a role player is just a person that exerts their strengths in a way. You know, um, they could do more, but they're asked to do this. And I feel like if I had to choose, I'd probably say Ty Jones because I feel like Ty Jones could do more. Right, he could be a starting point guard in the league, but he's asked to mm-hmm. come off the bench, facilitate, you know, score his points when he can, hit his floaters, and make the, knock down the three when he can. 
But as far as the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, it has to be Ty Jones if I had to choose. And I don't choose Desmond Bain because I don't really consider him as a role player. No, I don't consider him a role player either. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's, he has he's, – he's higher than a role player. He can he pretty much has the green light, in my opinion, from threes to get his own bucket, get his own shot. Especially lately how he's been playing. Yeah, so I don't consider him a role player. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Santiago Adam is hooping as well. But it has to be Ty Jones as far as, like, the Memphis Grizzlies best role player i mean and if you look at when john Moran's out you know who pretty much stepped up the most i would say it was him so mm-hmm. ty jones is my pick for sure speaking of him when he was when john Moran was out um when john Moran was out for nine games ty jones averaged 16.4 points 4.1 rebounds 8.2 assists shot 51 percent from the field 44 percent from three 12 turnovers in nine games 12 steals for every turnover he got, he got the ball right back. Ridiculous. I mean, he's always Efficient. been. Efficient. And now y'all see why I, I didn't want to compare him to Westbrook. Remember when we were, like, came back from the Cavs game and y'all were like, Westbrook versus Ty Jones. You're tripping. I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah, he's still tripping because at the end of the day, <laughs> if you had to pick Westbrook this year. over Ty. Yeah, I mean, this year is different. I mean, but in general. This year. Yeah, you can say the same thing for a lot of players uh, as far as year by year. But, but I was tra- in I'm general, trying to make the argument for this year, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I pick a lot of players over Westbrook this year, if you had to be honest. But, no, nah, Ty Jones is the truth. And he also, I think he dropped his first career triple-double mm-hmm. um, as well. But, yeah, Ty Jones is definitely could be a starter on most teams in the NBA. He's just, he just plays his role. So, he's just a very good player. But, yeah, I'm still picking with Westbrook in general if you had to pick this all way around, you know, way around it. Westbrook is my pick, but not Ty Jones is the truth. Who you got, man? Man, it should be obvious. I'm like, I'll say Kevin Lofton Jr. <laughs> no. Bro. You said role player? So on the right of pick, Dylan the villain. All he does is play defense. That's his role. He ain't, mm. he ain't Jaron Jackson Jr. He ain't John Morant. He's just a role player. Mm. Who takes a bunch of shots and misses a bunch of shots. We don't need him to take shots. He we need, thing we need he, his defense. I feel like he's been scoring a lot, though, uh, offensively, especially when Jaw was out. He's been going in. You want to know when he started going in? When Draymond Green started talking that shit on his podcast. <laughs> Draymond. Made, <laughs> made him start just playing on another level, I guess. For real, though. Is he the biggest villain in the NBA? Dylan Brooks? Is he number one? He public enemy number one? No, nah, he's definitely, he's like, there's no question right now. He's number one. I, out of all the beasts he's been into. <laughs> With and, the cameraman? Yeah, cameraman. I'm like, he knocked the cameraman <laughs> down. Like, come on, bro. You can't do that to the cameraman. But there's nobody on his level right now. I don't know if it's, if it's just this season, but we really haven't had too many villains this season, if you think about it. I feel like Dylan Brooks has just been the headline and trending topic every week for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, at the same time, I don't blame him. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I don't know. Neither. I'm starting to like it. Well, when we're winning, I like it. But when we're losing, like hitting Donovan Mitchell in the nuts, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's different. That different. That's different. That's different. Uh, but he's funny, bro. He's funny. He looks like a little bulldog when he's like <laughs> big old forehead just looking like this. <laughs> like this. Uh, but we we, we kind of need that. You kind of need that energy, though. As long as he keeps it in bounds and don't like hit people in the nuts and like punch people, 
I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be alright with him. What's next? What's the move? Where are we headed to? What did y'all think about, I know this a little while back, kind of, uh, Austin Reeves, he's been coming alive with the Lakers, that boy's been getting some confidence, and he's looking like, is he a superstar? Before I ask him, <laughs> will he be the next Larry Bird? He said no. The next Larry Bird? I mean, doesn't mm-hmm. he look the part? And yeah. if he starts boning, like, come on. Is he the Lakers' third best player? This can be deceiving. Hey, man, come is, is he the Lakers' third best player? Nah, he's not better than Dennis Schroeder, unfortunately. But He's well, not better than Dennis Schroeder? Nah, he's not. I, I'd pick Dennis Schroeder over Austin Reeves. But Austin Reeves is hooping, though. I don't know. Come on now, man. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is I'm, proven. Like, he, we know we know what to expect from him, but Austin Reeves, if he was given, like, more play time like Dennis Schroeder, we have better, like, comparison. But, yeah, right now, Dennis Schroeder, he's he's proven he can perform. Yeah, I think the difference is, like, the reason why I give Dennis Schroeder the notch or the nod um, is it's his defense. Like, Dennis Schroeder picks up full court sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very valuable. Yeah, and he's a proven playmaker as well. Like, he gets his shot at mid-range. He can knock down three, as well as Austin Reeves. But as far as right now, yeah, I'm picking Dennis Schroeder over Austin Reeves. You know, I absolutely love Austin Reeves and what he brings to the table. But if the game was on the line, you know, tie possession, I, I put the ball in Dennis Schroeder's hands before Austin Reeves, so I'm picking him over. Yeah. I I like what Austin Reeves is bringing, but there's just not too much games to really just make a good assessment compared to Dennis Schroeder. Again, that's why I say he's proven. Austin Reeves, he's, I guess, showing what he has. He has potential to be probably better than Dennis Schroeder. But right now, my top three in the Lakers would be consistent of AD, LeBron, and probably D'Lo. <coughs> mm. Oh, yeah, D'Lo has been injured <coughs> as well, so I haven't thought about him, but, yeah. I'd put Austin Reeves first, then LeBron, then AD. Right now. I'm just playing. Nah, I don't know if I agree with the Dennis Schroeder one, but I would rather give it to Austin Reeves, to be honest, at the end of the game. I like his poise. I like how he's been playing. And everything about him is just, like, sound. Like, he doesn't make mistakes at all. Defensively, I haven't looked into that. I haven't even looked at how how he stacks up defensively. Um I don't want to say I don't know if it's gonna be bad or good, but do you do you know about that? Like if he how I mean he's not necessarily bad, but if you watch the Lakers game, he gets targeted. Who Austin Reed? Yeah, he gets targeted. The he, is, he, does, he is a little slow footed. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know he's not as like and Dennis Schroeder, like I said, he he's like he has that defense where he's like he's just in your face and in your grill. He is small at the same time, Dennis Schroeder, but he doesn't get targeted as much as AR fifteen. So. That's the mm-hmm. difference. Like I said, Dennis Schroeder picks up full court. Like he's in the defender's face, you know, making them second 
you know, have second thoughts, or whatever. But Austin Reeves kind of just there. So I guess he would make instead of having all that speed that Dennis Schroeder does have and all the agility, he kind of makes up for it for hustle and effort mm-hmm. and his size. Nah, he's yeah. a big guard too. He's like six six or something like that. Nah. Yeah, so he makes up with hustle and effort. Of course, it's not going to guarantee you're going to play great defense every time. But it's just we haven't seen too much of Austin Reeves like actually playing how he has been playing lately. Yeah, but I'm the king of. Living in the moment, bro, and jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take. Off. It's possible he might be better. I asked this last week. Who is more unstoppable? When you think about unstoppable force, Embiid or Giannis, bro? Because I feel like those two. If I'm not wrong. Maybe I'm leaving somebody out. When I think of forces in the NBA, those two come to mind immediately. When I think about just unstoppable, when you just literally I'm watching the game, and you just put your hands up, you're just like. What do you do? I mean, I don't know, to be honest, because they're both unstoppable, but they play different. So Giannis, he's not unstoppable in a way because you can kind of lay off off him, you know, and force him to shoot the ball. He's not a great shooter. So that's the way. But at the same time, you lay off of him. You there's no runway to the best. Yeah, there's no guarantee. He's not going to take the shot, you know, nine times out of ten. He's going to really just still force his way to the basket. So that's the unstoppable part about him. So, yeah, you can force him to make the shot or take the shot, but there's no guarantee that he's actually going to take the shot. And unfortunately for MB, you know, if you lay it off him, he's going to pull and he has a jumper as well from, you know, from the post up game to the mid range, free throws, three point shooting. He's going to make a shot. He's a great shooter. So, I mean, it's hard. But at the same time, Giannis is just so dominant as well, like on both ends of the court as well. So, I mean, on a fast break, there's no stopping Giannis. That's literally a guaranteed free throw shooter. I mean, not a guaranteed free throw or a guaranteed two two um, two points if they don't stop him. So, it's hard, you know. And B doesn't have that transition offense as Giannis does. But at the same time, I feel like Embiid doesn't have – a flaw on offense as well, you know, in half-court game. If you give him the ball, he has the ability to score everywhere on the court. So, as far as unstoppable, I don't know. I really don't. I, I can't pick right now. But do, do you at least agree that they're, like, the two most unstoppable players in the league? Do you think? If I had to pick, yeah. Unstoppable. If I had to pick on both ends, like in general, Did yeah, you, it's, it's Giannis in the B. But if it was unstoppable on offense, I'm picking KD. Ooh, shit! I didn't even think about KD. Yeah, on offense, but the defense that Giannis brings outweighs that. When we talk about offense, women. we can start talking about KD and Embiid, really, because the same way it's just. I've seen too many MBs where he catches a ball in the post. They bring a double team, and he just rises up and shoots like it's nothing. Like, there's nothing you can really do. And same thing with KD. When he gets to the mid-range spot, there's really nothing you can do. Yeah, there's nothing. GG's. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's either going to make it or he's going to miss it. And it feels it's starting to feel that way with with Embiid compared to, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to slander Jokic, but if you see Jokic shoot, you're okay with it. You're like, yeah, I'd rather you do that than post this up. And it hit us with your footwork and pass it. But Embiid is like, you just, Embiid and KD, even Giannis is like, danger. Like danger. Mm-hmm. Like any minute, they can just score a bucket on you, like any any second. Yeah. What do you think, Ish? 
That was a good one. I didn't think about KD. Damn, I didn't think about KD. <laughs> Too damn injured, bro. <laughs> For what? Both offense and defense or just offense? But, I mean, uh, both in general. Both uh, in general, yeah. The offense n- yeah, and the defense. initial question was both ends, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like, in, in complete. Hmm. I'll probably lean more to, to Giannis. He's a bit more explosive on the defensive end, which can be very valuable. And like you said, he brings like pressure in full court. That's that's somewhat unstoppable. He's gonna some something's gonna happen. Either you're gonna foul or he's gonna dunk it, run and dunk, man. He's gonna make it. But then also, and B puts a bunch of pressure on you on the half court when you're in a half court setting mm-hmm. compared to Giannis. And now with the playoffs coming coming by, and that game slowing down, whatever, I don't know. The Bucks may not want to slow down. If they have, I mean, sometimes if there is a opening for a fast break, they're gonna take it. They're not gonna just have save this. It's a long rebound, and Giannis got it around probably the three-point line, and there's only, like, two defenders or one defender, he's going to take it. He's not going to wait for the whole defense to set up. But that's not going to happen to every single rebound <clears throat> because not every rebound is going to have the same situation. So it's just going to be situational, but I can, I think Sacramento might try to keep up the tempo. Oh, yeah, that's I, all, yeah, Bucks, yeah I heard that. I think the Bucks for sure. are for sure going to try to keep up their tempo with, on a fast break with Giannis. Yeah, for sure. That's what Sacramento was talking about. I saw the interview Mike Brown and Sabonis and them were like, uh, I think one reporter asked them, they were like, are y'all worried about the game slowing down? And they're like, we're not going to let it slow down. We're going to keep pushing the tempo. Push it. That's why I'm ready to see them in the playoffs. Really, really ready to see. And look who they're going to go against potentially. Running gun. Running gun. That will be, I think, speaking of the playoffs, even before looking at this, I think Golden State was going to lose the first round. What do you guys think about that? Um, How did you take it, bro? What, the Kings against the Warriors? Yeah. Or just in in general, Warriors losing the first round, regardless who they play. I I don't know. It would have to depend on the matchup. Denver or Memphis. Or Sacramento, or well, Phoenix. Man, I feel like if the Warriors play against Memphis, Memphis will win. What about Denver? Denver? That's kind of tricky. I think Denver's going to win. I picked Denver as well, honestly. This year, this season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's this season. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not too much on the Warriors train right now. I mean, yeah, they do have the best shooting in the world. Um, a well-rounded team as well, but. This Warriors team isn't the same as last year and previous years, so they lack a lot of different things. So I'm not high on them, but again, yeah, it was the, against the Denver Nuggets, they're losing. Against the Phoenix Suns with KD back, I don't know, it's, to be honest, because I'm not high on the Suns either. So <laughs> that honestly could be a toss-up for me. I think right now, Phoenix, how it is against Golden State, I think Phoenix might take it to a Game 7. But if you add KD, I think it's going to be Game 5, Game 6 for Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, KD's going to be a different month. They, they don't have anybody that could even match up with KD, like literally zero. I mean, unless Andrew Wiggins comes back. Oh, he ain't coming back. 
He's not? Nah, he ain't coming back. Oh, I was going to talk about that, too. Um, well, he's yeah. not coming back for the playoffs? At all. Out for the season playoffs. Out for the season. Yeah, it's completely. over with. Uh, Warriors against Whip. Whoever, not just playing. They're not against Whip. But, bro, they, oh, my goodness. They got, they got, they got yeah. an ass record on the road. Like, how the fuck are you going to yeah. win the nah, first bro, round? They're, like, horrible. Like, probably the worst team in the NBA on the road. And they're a different story at home. But, no, nah, they had – I didn't know Andrew Wiggins was out for this season. So, out. yeah, the Warriors aren't getting in anywhere. Yeah, they're on eleven. They're on eleven game losing streak on the road until they beat uh, the Mavericks. They had snapped their their road losing streak, and then they got beat at home by Minnesota yep. yesterday. Yep, Cat hit the dagger, and then boys on the up and up. Cat back. Zion potentially might be coming back, and the Shut New Orleans Pelicans down. are just Shut him down. Why? No, I mean, he's gonna end up getting hurt in playoffs. Why would you shut him down? Play him. Brother, you have a chance. You're in the A spot. No. You have a chance. And Brandon Ingram, they just went three and zero this week. And Brandon Ingram, saw he got Player of the Week, and he was he averaged thirty two for the week, ten assists. Play his ass, bro. Play Zion. They gotta they gotta make a push. The quicker the better. Nah. The only person that got shut down is Dame. <laughs> no, no, he's GGs. Dame is shut down for the season. He is. Yep. It's over. Trailblazers gone. They already. I think they're what five games behind playing. Mm, yeah, they're done. They're done. They're out of here. Hold on. Did you have the like number two seed? Bro, hold on. Bro. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Did you have the number two seed? Nah, I, just, I don't know. You had a two was, seed. Nah, nah. I had them for a stretch of games. They looked really good, and then Dane came back. No, when Dane came back, they were looking real good. And then I was like, okay, y'all got a little squad around y'all, but for whatever reason, that just did not materialize. Anthony Simon's been in and out. Jeremy Grant's in and out. Yusuf Nurkic was out for a couple of weeks. Made some trades. I mean, it's just they answered their, the defense, uh, but it's just not enough, man. They're just they're in purgatory. Them and the Wizards are literally in NBA purgatory. They're not bad enough to tank, but they're not good enough to make it into not even the play-in, which is sad. <laughs> Chicago's been ten and five their past fifteen games. Since Pat Bev has kind of went in, has went into the lineup. I know we shit about Pat Bev, but Zach Levine has speak, spoken highly of him, and like they said, that the whole culture shifted when Pat Bev arrived. Stop. And it. we talked about. <laughs> Stop. It. It but it makes sense, bro. I mean, we talked about a lot of. I mean, I think when the trade deadline finished, we talked about who was like the most impactful. And we agreed the Lakers, but I think the Bulls won. Is is one with Pat Bev being an addition that should be considered as impactful since the trade deadline. And there was another team, too, that I didn't forgot to mention. Stop it, bro. <laughs> hey, they're looking like the best team in the play-in play tournament, not going to lie. The Bulls? Out of those it. four teams, they're looking like one of the good ones. Out of who? What, what that, four teams? Toronto, Miami, and Atlanta? Miami's yeah. going to be the best. Copy, bro. But Zach, Levine, Zach Levine has been averaging over 30. So but the Bulls are the, keep that up. They're literally the worst team out of those four. Miami. They're not hold better on, than Miami. They're 100% not better than Miami. They're not better than the Atlanta Hawks. <sighs> I don't know, bro. And Toronto is a toss-up. So. But more than likely, I, Miami's going to go up. So I don't count Miami because I feel like they're going to go up and take Brooklyn's spot, and Brooklyn's going to end up. With Atlanta, it's gonna be Brooklyn, Atlanta, Chicago, and Brooklyn been dropping as expected. Yeah, Chicago's the best one. No, on paper they're the best one. If if Miami gets out, yeah, I, I agree. Because Atlanta and Toronto, I just don't, I don't expect too much from them. I don't either. But I mean, Atlanta, 
on paper and in general, they're better than the know, Bulls. But, oh. Yeah, I think def- defensively, Chicago is a top. They're what top seven, top five defense. The last time I heard, so I feel like you can. Yeah, we're talking about defense last time, so. I don't know. I'd rather man. go with Chicago. To be, I roll with Chicago before I roll, roll with Atlanta, and Toronto's just been. They're so head ass, bro. They're up and down. <laughs> they're just so damn head ass. I'm just like, I'm done. I love them, but man, I'm just, so, I'm done with them, bro. <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, I'm not rooting for them. I'm not going against them. I'm just like neutral on Toronto until I see something out of them <laughs> in the playing, bro. To be honest, I think Chicago and Brooklyn is going to make it into the play, make it out of the play-ins, and Toronto and Atlanta is going to get eliminated. Mm. Interesting. What do you guys think about that? If it would start today, and like you said, well, not start today. Miami's gonna come for that spot. I think. I mean, if I had to choose, I'm I'm picking what it is exactly as it is today. How it is today? You think yeah. Brooklyn's gonna stay afloat these past, these few next games? Oh no, I thought we were talking about just to play in. So oh, no, I, Brooklyn. Like, I just, don't know how just imagine that Brooklyn drops into Miami spot. No, I'm picking Miami over Brooklyn for sure. Yeah, I didn't, I yeah, thought we were just talking about playing, but yeah, Brooklyn is definitely going to drop. So Miami's going to get in there. So who do you think is going to win, Atlanta or Brooklyn in the seven game series? Atlanta. No, they got to play one game. So whoever. Oh yeah, it's one game. Because whoever plays, okay, so it's going to be Atlanta and Brooklyn theoretically, and whoever wins yeah. that game automatically advances to the seven seed. Okay, so Atlanta's no. going to make it. That's what you say. I think. Brooklyn, no, the seven seed. If you're the seven seed and you win, then you automatically go. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if it's you're at AC, you have to. I think I believe you have to win twice. I think right. the loser. No, the loser. So let's say okay. Let's say Brooklyn loses. Right, they're gonna have to play the winner of Toronto and Chicago, and whoever wins that game advances to the eight seed. No, you got to do other way around, bro. No, if we lose right uh, there, no, right that's there. if you lose. Yeah, so that's if you lose. Then you have to go face the winner of the um of the last of the other match. Because, for example, oh, let's say how it is right now. Let's say Atlanta wins. Atlanta automatically goes to number seven. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, that's that's the end of that game. Yeah. And Miami will play the winner but I'm, I'm between putting, Toronto I'm and Chicago. I'm putting Brooklyn in Miami spot because I'm assuming I'm, that Brooklyn Yeah, but I'm just there. saying yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so pretty much the seven seed, if they win, the seven seed wins, they're automatically playing. But every other team pretty much has to win two in a row. Yeah. You have to win two in a row to get eight but seed. But if the eight seed seven, wins, they get to advance too to the seven seed, don't they? No, you the all, eight seed, seven yeah, and eight look, seed play against each other. But exactly, but on uh, nine and ten, they have to win tw- two twice. Yeah, two in a row. They have yeah. to win that game, and then the loser of eight seed to get eight seed. Yeah, yeah. So, who do you got the two teams coming out? So if it stays like that, if we're saying we're swap out like Miami with Brooklyn, with Brooklyn. Yeah. I got Atlanta beating Brooklyn. Put them in the seven seed. They're gonna automatically go to the seven seed. My uh, Atlanta is so yeah. Brooklyn's gonna go up and play the winner of Toronto Chicago. Mm-hmm. As much as it hurts my heart to say this, but the way it's been looking, Chicago has a real good chance of being Toronto. So it'll be Chicago and the Brooklyn Nets, and from there, eight seed. God damn it. <laughs> Give me Chicago, bro. <laughs> but I mean, you're gonna get to seven and eight seed just to get your ass swept. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get your ass beat anyway. Wait, Wait hold on, against not, Milwaukee. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> nah, stop it, bro. Stop it. Damn. Milwaukee or Boston? You think Miami might pull an upset on Philly? Mm, stop it. Yeah. Mm, stop it. No way. So last week, no, two weeks ago, 
uh, I asked y'all, who did I ask y'all about the potential of? Mikael Bridges. And now, ever since those two weeks have passed by, I have two players in mind now. Um, Anthony Edwards. Is his ceiling also... Well, we agree that Mikael Bridges may not be a superstar, but we think we did agree that he'd be a 20 to 25 point per game score, maybe at the highest. Anthony Edwards already is doing that, averaging 25 points at such a young age. Does he have superstar potential? Does he have that ceiling of being a superstar, breaking into superstardom? <clears throat> How long has he, has he been in the league? This is his third year, I want to say. This is third year. So next year is going to be his fourth. He has potential, but there's a lot of players that's... Here's the thing. With superstars, you can't have too much. Why not? Then what's the point of labeling them a superstar? It's not just giving them a label. It's like how they're, perform- how they're performing is literally like that. Still, I think at once... I don't know. At a certain, like, right now, how many superstars are in the league? I mean, we agree that there's, like, 10 superstars in the beginning so, of the season. Let's say, you like, poster. It has eight. Jimmy Butler ain't no superstar. Who bro. do you want to replace him with? I can't, I give, get, you, I I can't give you an answer to that. Dame right now, Dame. From the East? <laughs> Dame. Man. Is Dame God damn it. I don't know. Earlier, I would say Donovan Mitchell was one, but... Can I replace Jimmy Bo? I'll replace Jimmy Bo with Donovan Mitchell. I'm comfortable doing doing that. I'm confident of doing that okay, to replace him. Who's the fifth all superstar in the East? There ain't one. There ain't one. There ain't one. So there's nine superstars in the league. Or who's the tenth superstar? I'll tell you one, KD. Who? KD and Dane. Who? Yeah. But in the East, who else? Other than those four, you want to put Jimmy Butler in there? Yeah, you put Jimmy Butler in there. He's proven. Uh, Especially in the playoffs, he's he's going to perform. But Trey Young, superstar? Hell no. Not yet. No, bro. He hasn't proven himself yet to be a superstar. His build, I don't feel like would even let him be a superstar, bro. Uh, I, I think, I don't know about that, bro. He would have to be going berserk offensively and completely night in and night out. His offense will have to just completely give you way more than what he can give you defensively. Like, And there's if he has, like, bad nights, that's already, like, no. Like, no, you can't have bad nights like that. What do you think about Anthony Edwards, man? Oh, Anthony Edwards? Um, we got sidetracked. Right. <laughs> yeah. i say Anthony Edwards has potential. I don't know if I... Well, he's definitely not a superstar now. He definitely has potential to be a superstar. But I don't know. I feel like we kind of like... There's another level he could tap into. But I don't know if that another level is going to be superstardom. Um, he has a potential for sure. But I don't know. I feel like there's just too much talent in the NBA. And to be a superstar, you have to bring it each and every night. 
and I really don't know if he'll be able to do that. So uh, potential is definitely there as far as future superstar. I don't think so. Hmm. The one thing about superstar and the one and the players, the young players are like tinkering, like knocking at the door at it. He's there. I think he's there. Yeah, he's definitely there. Also, have De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox knocking at the door. Not there. He's not a superstar yet, but he's tinkering. And the clutch stats have proven it. Um, what, what led me to? I think it was the the game winner against the <laughs> against the Bulls. Uh, I think two weeks ago led me to that. To just thinking about him, uh, even Devin Booker too. We've talked about Devin Booker how they're just like kind of knocking at it. They're it's like a weird gray area, weird zone. You know, like they're not the second best player on the championship team. I guess you can put could you put Jalen Brown in there too, in that yeah. gray area, in that yeah. grayish area. Trey Young, I really wouldn't put him in there, but even Jimmy Butler, you can put him in that gray area where they're just kind of knocking at it. John. Yeah, he's in that gray area, to be honest. He's in that area, like in that gray area where not quite there, but you're not a two, I feel like. And that's coming out correctly. I feel like John's a superstar. Right now. So who who what? in there? So he, he should be number five in the West yeah. over Dame. We'll, but we don't have to break it down by conference though. There can but there can stop. easily be more superstars in one conference than another one. We don't okay, have to break it down in conference. I, okay, say we take out Jimmy Butler and it's KD, Dame. I'm, I'm picking. And I pick Jaw over Jimmy Butler to be honest. Mm. As as far as a superstar in this season as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking Ja over over Jimmy D. Mitch, Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. I'm picking Ja over Donovan Mitchell too. Oh, that's a tough one. Man. See, that get, is tough. That's tough. You got right out a little less. But I'm picking Ja. I'm, I'm very high on Ja. I feel like he brings it each and every night. That's tough. And just the way what he does for so the you want, Memphis Grizzlies. So the youngest superstar in your eyes is Ja Morant. Yeah, one hundred percent. I see what I, I see. I like that argument, but I don't know. I, I guess you can just add him to it, not replace him with Donovan Mitchell, not replace Donovan Mitchell. Because I think he's Donovan Mitchell is a superstar, bro. I feel like we haven't talked about the Cavs, and they've been hot. Then they're like nine for nine in their last 12 games. They've won, and they're on a hot streak going into the play, playoffs, and they're about to break 50 wins. But yeah, Jaw, he's a tricky one. Superstar. Stamped and approved. I need to see a little bit more. Just a little bit more. A little T, a little bit more. Wait, what else do you need to see from him? Let me just see this playoff, what we do, bro. Let me just You've see seen him. him in the playoffs, though. But I want to see him one more time, bro. I want to see him one more time so I can make my final my when final adjustment. Is this his fourth year? He got drafted with Trey Young. No, nah, he got drafted with Zion. Oh, yeah, Zion. And RJ. And, yeah, RJ Barrett. 2020? 2020? 2019, no, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019 season. Yeah, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 
in the playoffs. So I think that's why I give him the superstar edge. You know who we forgot about? Who? Kawhi Leonard. <sighs> Kawhi Leonard. He, bruh, since the start of January, Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. He looks like himself again. And when he got he has it going like that, he's easily a top ten player in the league. Easy. I mean, yeah, I feel like when fully healthy, Kawhi's no question a superstar. But the question is, like, but he's is at he that point right now. This season, he's, though, he is, he is. It's it's time, bro. Like January alone, he averaged thirty three points. Like he's been on a tear. He's just been quiet because the Clippers have been so up and down. But that's with a lot of teams. A lot of teams just been up and down. This whole season has been just up and down, I up mean, and the down. The West is so close. From like what the fourth seed to the fucking eleven seed, a couple games apart. Yeah, bro. This is why the playoffs are going to be so critical because we're going to be able to like see everybody's going to be on a magnifying glass. <clears throat> we're going to get to see like who sticks out and who doesn't. Maybe our superstar list will end, will will change by the end of the finals, bro. <laughs> we'll do our final list. Final Not assessment. my list. My superstar list is proven. Those players aren't going to slide during the playoffs. I'm going to have to add and remove maybe one or two bodies and put in one or two bodies. <laughs> I'm going to try to put Anthony Edwards in. Stop it. Not on my watch. He's knocking on it, bro. No. But Zion, a healthy Zion. All right. He's in that gray area, too, when he's healthy. Yeah, when he's on the court. He's when healthy. When healthy. You could argue he probably is a superstar. Not even in the gray area. AD, when healthy? Hmm. No, no, no. AD when he's healthy and not bullshit. Automatically a superstar. So they ain't talking about SGA yet. Not a superstar. Nah, he, what? He not a bro, SGA is a superstar, bro. No. He is, bro. So how many superstars you want to be in the league? We could do 15 if y'all really want 15. But why, not, we, have to put, 15. why we got to put a cap you, on it, bro? Because you can't have... Why you got to put a cap on it, Because if you have too many superstars, it loses its meaning. Siri, how many superstars... I mean... Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> How many players are playing in the NBA? Here's what I found from sportda.com. She's so dumb. She said 12 players. Even if, bruh, no, it's Jay the superstar, bruh. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I cannot not give it to him, bruh. That's so you're, picking, uh, you're picking SGA over Ja. Because you're hesitant about Ja, but you're saying SJ is for sure. And you're his I guess about I'm more, Donovan Mitchell as well. I'm just Wait. impressed, but uh, of how I guess what impresses me the most is how low expectation OKC has had compared to Memphis coming in this season, right? And SGA has been putting up 30 plus consistently, literally consistently, bro. Like 30 is the average for him. And you look at the Grizzlies roster and the OKC roster. OKC is young. I think what they're the youngest team in the NBA. And they're 10 seed. And just like a couple of games ago, they were at the 8 seed. That kind of, I mean, bro, he's he's doing something, bro. No, for he's, sure. He's, 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 I got to give it to him, bro. I have yeah. to. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect OKC to do anything as near as what they've done so far. And it. SGA has been the, has spearheaded all of that. So, yeah, for, for sure. Shout out to SGA. But and to tell you the truth, offensively, man, I'm taking SGA. Stop it! Oh my goodness, I'm taking SGA. Oh offensively, I'm taking SGA, bro. This oh, season, this season, this nah. season, I'm taking SGA, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I just have to be. I have to tell it how it is. Over who? Over Jaw. 
off, you mean offensively or scoring wise? I mean, offensively, instead of offensively, you still jaw. Instead of offensively, I meant to say this season. My bad. My bad, bro. This season, in, in the grand spectrum, bro, I'm taking, I, I'm leaning more towards SGA than jaw, bro. Nah. I'm sorry, bro. Well, that's because you could say SGA is better than J- Steph Curry. You picked SGA over Steph Curry this season. Come on, man. You can't do that. Um, but, yeah, this season. SGA only averages thing. five assists a game. John Morant averages almost nine. So, he's a more of a facilitator. Yeah. SGA is more of a scorer. He's going to get them buckets. So, will John. He gets, he gets his teammates' buckets and they get in the river. That's yeah. why they're high in their standing. And it, yeah, it's like, who is the OKC's second best player? It's Josh Giddy, Jalen Jalen Williams, rookie. J Dub. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, he and, has to pretty much score. You know, he. But the fact that to, he's doing it and they're winning, yeah, and the, is at the rate impressive. he's doing it as well, yeah, it's very. Like I said, I I did not expect OKC to be nowhere near the play in. Yeah, I thought that they were going to be like one of the worst teams in the NBA. So. I definitely I was wrong about them, but I mean, he might get voted into second, or, uh, sec, first or second All NBA, and he's not a superstar. SGA, bro. he has to be, bro. All NBA, All NBA. I don't know about that. First or second team, first or second team, could be possible. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. It's possible. Not first team for sure, but second team. Yeah, I feel like he he could be a lot for second team. Honestly, I guess I have to change. I have to change the way I'm saying this, right? Because I'm thinking more this season. And I feel like when I tell y'all, y'all thinking about the grand, no, I'm talking the whole career and I'm stuff. About right now, I'm thinking about general. I'm talking about accolades but such it, as that. When you say in general, you mean we're you probably mean like more as a everything. player. Yeah, who's and the what who's they've the done more, too? Not exactly what they've done, but who's the better player? Like who would you pick at the end of the day? With all factors involved, yeah, like our defense and offense on both ends. SGA who would you a pick? menace on defense. He ain't a menace on defense. Nah. You can play. He played well, he, he has to do a lot offensively. Top it, bro. Last week, bro, in the, it was end of second quarter. He was playing defense. He passed the his um the person he was guarding passed the ball into the post. No, into the corner for a three. <clears throat> and while doing that, SGA failed because of a screen. <laughs> and tell me why. During the whole shot and during the rebound, five seconds, SGA was just sitting on the ground, just watching, ball watching, while sitting on the ground. Just, what the fuck is that? He's probably tired of carrying the team on his back, bro. But that's your superstar, just sitting yeah. there. So you're going to let one play define his whole, no. that he's just a bad defender, bro? I got, okay, I need to watch more than, than what I'm talking about. I need to watch, I need to watch him more. I'm not saying he's but from what bad, I've heard, but he isn't the best. From his build... From what I've heard, he's a good defender, bro. But I need to watch him no, myself. He's a solid, solid defender, for sure. Solid defender. But nothing too special. But I'm not going to over here talk like I've seen him all his defensive positions. And he's a, yeah. As far as like, uh, no, nah, offensively, though, well, scoring-wise, no. Nah. He's, he's, he's on another level. But at the same time, he also doesn't have uh, that much of a trusted jump shot. Bro, he only takes like two threes a game, you know. He'll go like one for two a game or a couple. So he's not that much of a sh- shooter. But for as far as anything within the three-point line, he gets his – it doesn't matter who's guarding him. He gets to his spots and scores. He's a bucket getter And for he sure. draws fouls like a motherfucker. He takes – I mean, there's been a game mm-hmm. when he takes like 20 free throws. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get – he's going to be efficient. Yeah, he's like his a buckets. free throw merchant. Yeah. Him and Embiid. You got a foul. 
<clears throat> what do you guys think about the Rockets? What about they sorry asses? <laughs> they're 18 and 57. The team and they're that- about to get their loss against New York tonight. Oh, no, but that. Down twenty. The Rockets are funny, a funny team. They beat the they beat the Lakers. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. They shouldn't a lot. Lakers bullshit, bro. And they yeah. lost against Chicago. Yeah, um, but the Rockets. <laughs> uh, they just remind me of like a young wild team. They just the they just go out there hooping. They don't have like any play calling, any coaching, or just anything. They just like just go out there and hoop. And, you know, they're NBA players, so they could get a win every now and then. <laughs> but they're just so unorganized and yeah. so young. And so they're random. They're exciting, though. You know, you watch them play. They have exciting exciting plays and highlights every now and then. They have dunkers, athletic players. They're all young. They take wild shots. And it's it's cool to watch them. But they just don't look like an NBA team to me. I mean, uh, yeah. I but it's in the league. They just, no, it's kind of like their ass. Oh no, the team that's probably as bad would be Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's bad. Uh, but I actually think I don't know. I like Detroit a little bit better than Houston. I like their. But I like Houston their front is younger, court. and I guess I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I I like the Rockets better than the Detroit Pistons, to be honest. I don't know, man. Nah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, depend on what I you mean, want. Aren't what the you, Pistons? Aren't they like the worst team, literally? Yeah, <laughs> but they've been they, here, bro. Yeah, they are. They only won 15 games. But they have been injured, and the Rockets have been healthy. So, Detroit shouldn't be as bad as they sh- they are right now. I mean, they're just giving the ball to Jaden Ivey and letting him do his thing. But if it wasn't for that, I mean, Cunningham would have been in there. Mm. Bajanovic Bogdan- um, would have been in there, too, because he got injured and he's out. And they got – I mean, James Wiseman has had little flashes with Detroit. And they also got Jalen Duran, who's really good. They have a, they have a promise in front court. The Hornets really, too – Remember I told you, I think that those those two teams have like some really solid big men that could bring in some value for them. Nick Richards and Mark Williams for the Hornets and then Jalen Duran and James Wiseman for the Pistons. Stop it. Just solid. No, I'm They're not for the Hornets. Mark Williams has been playing great for a rookie. Yeah. He's gonna make all rookie. Like, he's been playing great, bro. For real. But Nick Richards, he's just like unknown, but he'd be doing his thing. 14 points, 17 rebounds. Just out of nowhere, he should be doing stuff like that. I mean, come on. He ain't going to dominate, but future assets. Yeah. Be. The Hornets have been so injured. It's so unfortunate for them. So unfortunate. It's crazy that they just won against the Mavs twice, though. Because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. They're literally just playing. Dennis Smith Jr. had to get his revenge. They're like one of the four ass teams that are just ass and shit. And he was a Mavericks, you know, fully healthy, pretty much losing to them. It's crazy, <sighs> but that's what happens in the NBA, you know. If you get caught slipping, you you can lose to any team, pretty much. Speaking of injuries, uh, I want to shout out Lonzo Ball, even though he don't know who the fuck I am. Shout out. What do you mean, shout out? I feel bad for him, bro. Oh. Third knee surgery. He still can't walk up steps without feeling pain. And he has to get a car- cartilage on replacement surgery. And his career might be over. Is, it might be over, bro. Yeah, because no one has ever gone through that surgery and returned back to the NBA. That's sad. I really think the Bulls probably would have been in there. They would have been in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, they would have been in the playoffs for sure with Lonzo. I feel bad for him. 
I also feel bad for Andrew Wiggins. He's out for the season. Well, he's going for, through personal issues. I remember we were talking about uh, the Warriors kind of uh, early in one of those episodes. We were like, they're missing something. And I think the whole time, he, Andrew Wiggins is missing. Point of attack defender. Like, they really need that right now. They can't defend shit. <laughs> they look horrible. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. His personal reasons, but even his teammates have came out and said that he's going through some some real shit, and he's out for the season. So no, really, nobody knows what he's going through. Damn. But just sad, man. Some sad stuff. We don't get to see those two teams at their full potential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, not really. It's outdated. It's a little outdated stuff. Ah, just two more questions. Damn, forgot about these. Uh, a little bit funner questions. Y'all have to give me right now, man. This is gonna be a a pretty a pretty stacked question. You can go a lot of ways. Kind of like the MVP. Who should be leading Coach of the Year discussions right now? What do y'all give? Let's say how many can who what candidates would y'all have as coach of the year this year? Mike and Mike. Mike, who's Mike and Mike, Mike Brown and Mike Malone. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Mike and Mike. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I did have I had Mike Brown just because I didn't expect the cast to be this good. And especially with the acquisition of Donovan Mitchell, I don't. I feel like it's um, kind of underrated how he just went there, and how well the Cavs have been playing. So mm. I think a lot of it plays to the coaching as well. How he has a team. JB Bickerstaff. He's working. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I mean JB Bickerstaff. Oh, JB. Yeah, I'm at the Cavs. I'm, I'm tripping. Uh, but yeah, JB Bickerstaff is who I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, for the Cavs. Um, yeah, like I said, with Donovan Mitchell getting into the team, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. Um. And my other pick is Taylor Jenkins. I mean, it has to be Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, it has to be the Grizzlies. Come on, bro. I feel like he should have won it last year, to be honest. But as far as the Memphis Grizzlies, number two seed in the West. Could it be number one? What? Memphis. Could Could they be number one? Could it take Denver's spot? All they have to do is just keep winning and Denver just lose three or four. There's just too many. There's too little games left, I think. Yeah, too little games. I think Denver's going to secure it. And Denver has also been losing um, relatively lately as well. I think yeah. they won like a three, four game losing streak, and they're still at the top seed by a couple of three, four games. So three, yeah, it's too, it's too late, um, too little games rather. But yeah, I feel like Taylor Jenkins should have won it last year. But especially like with the Memphis Grizzlies, how well they play without their superstar and John Morant, they're just such a well-rounded team, and they've been dealing with injuries as well. You know, Brandon Clark has been out. Well, he's out for the season. Stephen Adams has been out. Job missed a couple of games and they still perform well. So, if I had to pick coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins deserves mm. it. So you have Taylor Jenkins and JB Bickerstaff. Yep. You have Mike and Mike, and we're going all different ways with this one. Uh, I got Jock Vaughn for Brooklyn. The Brooklyn man. Jock Vaughn okay. and Mike Mazzulla as my two, my two top. Because I mean Mike Mazzulla again. Okay, see. Oh yeah, that one too, Mark. Whatever his, what is his last name is harder to say. Mark, 
he's definitely going to be like, oh, he'll be like my number three in there. But I think what Boston and, and Brooklyn done has done is even more impressive, especially Brooklyn with all the stuff they went through, the Steve Nash firing and Jock Vaughn going in and able to get Kyrie and KD. At one point, they were about to be the one seed in the East, and he got them to buy in until they blew it all up at the trade deadline. And even now, I mean, with literally four new players in the lineup, they're staying afloat, and I think that speaks volume to Jock Vaughn and getting them to buy in. They got the they got when Brooklyn when KD and them were still there, they got them to climb up to like the twelfth best defense from being one of the bottom. And I think he should get some respect. And Mike Mazzulla again, all that stuff that happened on the offseason between uh what's his name? Udoka. Um, Udoka and everybody questioning whether he you know, whether the Celtics were gonna be the same and um you can credit it to them having the same squad, but still I think coaching plays a part in it. And you have to have a voice in that locker room and I'm gonna give it to them too. Mm-hmm. And we went off six different yeah. <laughs> six different coaches. Damn, I can go either way. Solid picks too. Mm-hmm. Solid picks. And my last question before I leave y'all the fuck alone. Who's been y'all top three favorite teams to watch this season, man? Lakers looking at us. <laughs> and why? Let me know why. What do you see in these little teams, man? Honestly, I don't have any. I just I just like to, I don't know. I have a couple teams out. I keep an eye out and just see how they play. Who are they? <clears throat> Memphis, L.A., both L.A. teams somewhat. Not too much of the Clippers, but I do keep up with them. Milwaukee. A little bit of Celtics. I watch them. Not too much Philly. I need to keep watching Philly. But if it's just, like, good games, like, close games, I'll watch them. I try to watch as many as I can, but. So there's no teams that you like. Specifically. Specifically, the roster or certain players or anything like that. I just want to see a good game. Okay, okay. Yeah, my top two picks will be the Memphis Grizzlies and the Lakers. You don't have a third team? No, I really don't have a third team. The third team, kind of great area. I always watch. I mean, I watch pretty much most teams for the most part. Not the like the very trash teams, you know. I watch a couple of no. Joe Pistons games, but I, I can't. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that I watched fifty percent of the games or anything. But no, nah, well, it's definitely bro? been. Who could bear that, bro? Yeah, <laughs> who could bear watching that, man. <laughs> but yeah, the Lakers. I've yeah, they're actually as sorry as they were, like you know, for the most part of the season. I, they were still like an interesting team to watch because I just wanted to see how the fits. They just have, like, a lot of interesting players, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of different attitudes and personnel. So, there was just always an interesting team, even though they lost um, a lot. I, they were just an interesting team for me to watch. And, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies, how well-rounded their team is constructed and how they always somehow pull off wins, whatever the case may be. And, you know, with those John Morant leading that team as well. Those are two my, my two picks, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. I would have to put the Grizzlies aside because I have to wait three days to watch their fucking games because of badly sports. <laughs> fucking hate that shit. So I can't really put the Grizzlies in there. They just have a spot for me. But it's definitely going to be Sacramento. It's going to be number one. I feel like I've watched so much of Sacramento. <laughs> this guy. Like the, the beam. Kings, like man. the beam. And all the memes, the fan base, the crowd finally 
can you believe that it's been since 2005, six season these motherfuckers are going to make it to the playoffs? I can. <laughs> I can't believe it. So, I don't know. I'm just excited for the fan base. I'm excited for the team. And they just have a, I don't know. I just, it's like every year I just get drawn to a team. And they're, they're one of them. Toronto has been the, one of those teams, too, that I just keep up with all the time. And the Cavs, man. Those three teams. And plus Memphis are just the ones that just been the most exciting and fun to watch this season. Ready to see them in the playoffs. Except for Toronto. They're probably going to get bounced. But <laughs> like the beam. Come on, bro. You saw the memes. <laughs> you saw the memes. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to make me like the beam. <laughs> I do. I do like this, the Kings. I know I like talk hard about the Kings. I don't, I don't see them like, having high ceiling. But yeah, I, shout out to the Kings because. I want to go to one of their games. Man. At Sacramento. Sacramento. Hell, you at all the bro. teams. So you tell me you'd rather go to a Sacramento Kings game than a, a Clippers game or a Lakers yes. game? Than a Clippers game? Right. Okay. I'd rather go to both before the I would like to go to the game, but not, but like this year to experience like the fan base. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. But uh, obviously yeah. I would like to see LeBron in person. I've only seen him play in person, I think once. But the weird thing when I see a Clippers and Lakers game, I don't know what it is about LA and I mean on the fan base is online, they're animals. I mean, they'll get at your neck for anything, but when I'm watching them play I just don't see the reaction from the fans. Like, they just seem so laid back. Like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. But when you see a team like Sacramento or the Warriors, uh, New York, Philly, like, when they have a packed stadium for like, a big game. The whole building explodes. Like, I remember when Kevin Herter hit that shot, bro. It gave me goosebumps because they, like, they screamed so loud that ESPN couldn't block the noise. Like, it just got through. So, like, imagine getting to see that in the playoffs. And they ain't been to the playoffs in fit 18 years, bro. bro. It's going to take one... De'Aaron Fox hitting a big shot in the clutch. Oh, my God. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I might bet some money on that series. <sighs> Sacramento against Warriors. Man. They're going to have home court advantage. It's going to be. There's going to be two California teams going at it, bro. Oh, bro. I'll correct it. Sacramento's going to clap them cheeks for Golden State, bro. They're going to clap them cheeks. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, hold on, bro. Hold on. At home, bro. At home. Oh, at home. At home. At home, yeah. But when they go to Warriors' house, yeah. It's the game. I think it's so hard that, to tell. They bro. could probably really take is. a game or two away from Golden State at, at home, but the war. I don't know the Warrior fan base. They ain't no joke either. Mm. It's gonna be a nice, interesting, fucking um. Yeah, it's gonna be like series. two of the best fan bases going at it, bro. For real. I think Sacramento's going. Their fan base is going to be. More impactful. Shit, They're gonna be, be screaming bro, like you've just been starving for some for some <laughs> for some damn relevancy. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to, that'll be the first um series. That'll be the only series I'll watch in the first round if I had to choose just one. You ain't gonna watch the Memphis. If I had to choose one, if you had to only choose one series out of the first round, I would choose the Sacramento one. Just because of the backstory and how the I fan base know. is gonna react. Yeah, Phoenix and Los Angeles is kinda enticing too. <clears throat> Like, I don't yeah, know. that's gonna be a good ass KD, series. KD, Kawhi, well, PG, he's gonna be back. And she, damn, I feel bad for PG. She looked fucked up. What happened to his knee? But he'll be back. Shit, luckily he don't need surgery. Yeah, bro. What Westbrook <clears throat> versus CP, Devin Booker, Paul <clears throat> George, KD, Kawhi. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna full of superstar, yeah, super, a full of like some firepower. It's good as like matchup. Uh huh. A lot of different stories and headlines. Ooh, imagine the Lakers versus the Nuggets. God. No, I think Lakers. I don't know. 
I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. If the Lakers and Nuggets win against each other, I'm confident in the Lakers beating the Nuggets. You're confident? I'm confident. I'm confident in the Lakers beating the Nuggets. Like, fully healthy. It's it's possible. AD, AD and Jokic, they're gonna even out. They're gonna even out. And Jokic, I would say, would even get exposed. I mean, like, I mean, he got exposed like during the Lakers when they played before, you know, um, when they met when the Lakers got the ring. AD was going in, and Jokic, they were, that's the he thing. couldn't he couldn't defend as good as he was. That's gonna be an X factor. Will Anthony Davis <clears throat> be performing at the high level that he needs to be performing? I feel like if, he, if healthy, he always performs though. I mean, yeah, he has a couple games where he's not the AD we all know, but for the most part, when he's healthy, he always. Almost, almost always performs at an MVP level. It's just a matter of um, the role players. Cause we know LeBron's gonna show up. We know AD is gonna show up. But we, there's not another person that we know for sure for the Lakers that are gonna show up. We know Jokic is gonna show up as Do well. You know? I don't know. He doesn't uh, have that much playoff experience. Yeah, yeah, played something with the Brooklyn Nets, didn't he? Yeah. Like in the first round, and, but that's and it. And the Timberwolves a little bit, but well, he's right. with LeBron now. Well, and he's also injured right now too. So when he comes back, it's gonna be playoff time or play in time for the Lakers. So Dilo's kind of up and down as well. But if the like they if they, if they had to play against each other, I'm confident the Lakers will win. But if the guys. Nuggets get bounced in the first round, the Jokic slander is gonna be endless, bro. It's gonna be insane. It's gonna people are not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say nothing, bro. I ain't gonna comment because. But what? I don't want to break down any player, bro. I don't want to tear down any player, but. F- Bro, I can already imagine how the NBA, like, social media is going to react to Denver getting bounced in the first round, if that happens. Have you noticed that Jokic has been getting a lot of slander lately, though, for some yeah. reason? He uh, always has, I feel like. He's always gotten slander, bro. Like, it's, it's always, it's ridiculous. I feel like it's just, um, it's just the way he plays, bro. He's not flashy. Not not necessarily entertaining, unless you just really look at what he does on the court. He's not athletic. Yeah. And he has won back-to-back MVPs. And when you look at what other players are doing, like, it's just more electrifying. So people or the fans want a person who, MVP, that showcases, like, their dominance or electrifies mm. in fun moments. But when you look at Jokic, what is going to be his highlight of the game? It's going to be a, what, a, a pass. pass? Exactly. I feel like some of the – when we're talking about the MVPs, I feel like some of it is going to come down to player – play style preference, right? Because if you look at the three top MVP candidates, they all play so different. Mm-hmm. Jokic, I feel like he gets a lot of love from, like, the nerdy stat – NBA stat guys. Like, he gets, like, oh, he's leading the metrics and la, 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 la. Yeah. I used to listen to Thinking Basketball, but they talk too much about metrics and they talk about too much about – it's, like, all numbers and they love Jokic. And but isn't that what – MVPs about it's the most valuable player. It's not the most dominant player. When you're yeah. looking at most valuable, you're trying to see what do you bring entirely. But no. even then, numbers don't tell you who's most valuable. Because numbers say I mean, that true. numbers say that Jokic is the best rim protector in the league. Swear to God, look at the numbers, the metrics. They brought it up on Thinking Basketball, and I couldn't believe it. But I test is going to tell you something else. So it's like, because look at Giannis. Like if you value a poster dunk, you know, and and on the fast break, he's unstoppable. That's a play style right there. Embiid is like ISO on the top, at the top of the key or at the at the elbows. That's a play style. And then Jokic is looking for cutters, and he'll get his in the post if he needs to. It's like three different play styles. And I guess what you find more interesting is who you're going to vote for. Or if you have – everything's going to play a factor, bro. The play style – 
the voters' fatigue is going to play a factor. Um, tonight, uh, MB was supposed to go against Jokic, but he got ruled out. So uh, some people may even look at when Jokic, I mean, when MB beat Jokic at, at Philly and have that as a determining factor. So many things might just, it's like a lot of things that can go into play and they're playing right now it's so nitpick right now i guess like the mvp race is so nitpick yeah i mean the nuggets they just won against the bucks you got Embiid yeah. and Jokic. Going, i mean uh Jokic going, yeah, yeah, yeah Jokic and Giannis going at each other so just depends but one thing i would like to say is that i mean I, i'm an absolute fan of the play-in i'm so glad that the nba enforced that because now you look you have something more to look forward to, mm-hmm. especially like because you have these matchups. I mean, I remember the other year where where we had the Lakers and Warriors going against each other. I mean, LeBron and Steph going in for a play-in game. Like, come on, that wouldn't have happened without the play-in. And then the teams that aren't doing as good or have a secure spot in the playoff, they still have another chance or another few games to prove themselves. And just it adds a little bit more of an excitement to the NBA in my opinion. So shout out to, you know, Adam Silver and the commissioner of the NBA, um, adding the play in, just switching things up and showing something that's different, you know, to the standard NBA rules or regulations or whatever. So I'm a big fan of it. Let's get this shit started. Yeah, I mean it's right around the corner, so we'll see who's in the playoffs and light that motherfucking beam. Oh, we're light gonna, the we're gonna beam. see what's gonna happen in light the, the beam. It's gonna be a fun series. Uh, Man, I might have to fly out for a Sacramento game, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Bro. Light the motherfucking beat. Tickets gonna be expensive. <laughs> Don't care, dude. Then, then, one then game the, and I'm gone. The game I'll, ticket. I'll do one game, bro, and I'm gone. I'm coming back. I'll, I'll do next day flight, come back to Memphis. God damn it. Fuck it. I'm Just gone. Just to see them lose. That's a shame, man. Bro, if they lose, bro, I'll be so mad. <laughs> I'll be so mad. Bro. 